But we're going to get back into this thing over in Jeremiah 17 and 11. How many of you enjoyed the lessons on the heart last night? How many of y'all know we had to fix the heart before we go any further? Isn't that right? Amen. I thought that was very anointed, and I thought that that was very appropriate, amen, as a launching pad because uh, faith doesn't work in an unbelieving heart. And if faith don't work in an unbelieving heart, faith doesn't work in a wicked heart. Isn't that right? And that's why we got to guard our heart with all diligence because out of it flows the what? Issues of life. Amen. So we dealt with that last night, and uh, I'm excited tonight, not only about pastor's vision, but I'm excited about your vision, if you all want to push start on the 60-minute clock back there so I don't go over time. But uh, we learned this as a theme passage that we're preaching through all week, just the A clause. The Bible said that as a partridge, this is a type of bird, sitteth, key word, sitteth on eggs and hatches them not. So is he that getteth riches and not by right. He's going to leave them in the midst of his days, and his end shall be a fool. Jeremiah 17 and 11, which, by the way, is also the heart passage. The Bible talks about how the heart is desperately wicked in this same passage. But just pulling out that A clause of as this partridge bird, which really is a specific type of bird, by the way, sits on eggs that she did not give birth to. Sits on eggs and then those eggs hatch it not, or some translations say when they hatch, they desert her, amen. Because she is a hireling and not a part of the vision. Because she is one who simply showed up, amen, to, to quote unquote, get what's hers, amen. And is not a contributor, wants to sit on Another worse person's work, you follow me? Uh, the Bible teaches her that her end will end like a fool. So we dealt with the heart last night and we talked about desire, amen. How many of you know you got to have desire for faith to work for a vision, amen? amen. And uh, tonight I want you to go, amen, over now as a theme passage in a golden text to Ecclesiastes, amen, chapter 9. And I'm going to be reading out a slightly different translation, but Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 11. And we're going to pull our text right out of this verse. Solomon says something that I want you to pay attention to tonight because many of us, amen, have no idea what window we're in right now. And so Solomon gives insight on this and he says, I have observed something else under the sun that the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Do you know you can go and get alphabet soup behind your name, all the degrees, amen, and still end up working in a record store, amen? Because the skillful are not always wealthy. This is so good tonight. 
And those who are educated, I like this translation, don't always live successful lives. That's so good for somebody in the room that didn't have that alphabet soup, that didn't have all of the stuff, all of the, the MBAs, PhDs, JDs, and all the stuff that people rant and rave over in this world. God is really opening up that window of a chance to help us understand that it's not always about your education. That's not always what's going to lead to a successful life. But the Bible goes on to say, it is all decided by chance. And here's tonight's subject. By being in the right place <laughs> at the right time. Y'all, that's what we're going to deal with tonight. You ever had a subject that blessed you? This subject blesses me. We're talking about stop sitting on the vision part two. But tonight, we're going to talk about the right place at the right time. Or being in the right place at the right time. Life is all about moments. That's what life is all about. Moments. And moments interpret into what we call opportunities. Because moments is the root word of an equation that we should know relative to good and exciting opportunities that come our way. Life is all about moments. So moments create momentum, and momentum create momentous occasions. So the opportunity that I am right now is a moment. But if I treat this moment right, if I treat this time and space in my season right, of this season of my life right, it's gonna create momentum. <laughs> And I'm going to start picking up speed and moving towards something great in my life. And I'm going to just keep on being faithful and keep on being persistent and keep on being diligent and keep on doing what God says do. Over and over again, that moment that turned into momentum is going to land in a momentous occasion. Like one day, I'm really going to walk into my new church. One day, I'm really going to walk down the aisle of the new church and get married. Are y'all in here? One day, I'm really going to make my first million dollars. One day, I'm really going to close on, on the home in the gated community. One day, everything that I've been talking about from the moment, from the old, the opportunity that I was believing for, that God opened up, amen, that I got in and I was faithful over and I was honest over and I was thankful for and that I appreciated over time and I worked so hard and I remained consistent and I didn't give up, I didn't get weary, Galatians 6, 7 through 9, and well-doing because due season was coming and then one day, guys, due season really does come. Like what we preached a couple of years ago, back at the storefront that we're not in anymore, Lazarus really does come to dinner. Like, manifest, isn't that right, mama? Healing manifests. What a great example of that you are. It really comes into fruition. Amen. You really, amen, get to that place in life to where if you manage the O of the hop model, we're talking about opportunity tonight. If you manage the opportunity the right way, the window that God placed you in, amen, race not given to the swift or the strong, but time and chance happeneth to them all, amen. If you manage those moments right, amen, you are going to pick up speed, and one day you are going to graduate. You are going to be there. Man, 
that thing that you believe that you can receive, it is going to manifest and you're going to be so excited about the fact that you did not quit, you did not give up. Somebody shout hallelujah if you're not going to give up. Amen. It's like the moment we're in tonight, the memories that are being created. This conference, this first Faithful Division conference in the new edifice, amen. I'm like, Pastor, I agree. I'm still not over the fact that God got us in this place, right? Well, all of, all of the stuff leading up to now, all of the offerings, all of the, uh, even the more conferences, all of the things you all did for the last however many years and just being faithful over what you had, just honoring God, treating what created, excuse me, treating what you had as if it were where you were going. Treating what you had, that blessed somebody, as if it were where you were going. No, we had men on the wall back at the storefront. Somebody say amen. We had security back then. We managed offerings right back then. Isn't that right? We created guest pastors the right way back then. And what does God do with that? He honored you because you honored the moment that created momentum that led eight months ago to a momentous Okay, so am I doing okay tonight? Somebody say it's all about how you manage the opportunity. You see, God's going to give everybody an opportunity. That's the revelation of Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. The Bible says, Cassie, time and chance, Dwayne, is going to happen to them all. And we're going to talk about the chances you're going to get in life. That's going to bless you real good. There are going to be some people you're going to get exposed to in life that have the opportunity to bless your life real good. There are going to be moments, amen, in decisions that you will get, amen, that will excel and propel you to another level, or you will always reflect on that and say, I wish I would have took him up on that offer. Y'all, it's all a moment. When my pastor told me to double, amen, the people the night after, amen, we were in, I, I, I wonder what that moment meant. I wonder what God was saying in that moment. I, I wonder what window in the spirit realm was open for, for somebody to say, man, I, I'll take them up on that, man. If I got to take off a whole day so I can be one of the ones to fill up a section. I wonder what heaven was saying about that moment. And see, this is where it gets real rich tonight, y'all, because the more heavenly minded we become, the more spiritually minded we become, the more we recognize that God is always vetting us out for another opportunity. Whatever opportunity I am in right now is not the ceiling of my life. God is always watching. The Bible says the Lord, amen, looks to and fro throughout the earth and observes the heart of individuals looking for someone whose heart is perfect. This is the Bible towards him so he can show himself strong on their behalf. Do you understand that God is always throwing a lob to see if you're going to grab that moment? Y'all, this is not a word of reproof or a word of rebuke. Please stay with me tonight. This is a word of exceptional acceleration in your life if from now on you take God up on every single moment. 
Can I just give you some carnal examples of people who understood this principle? George Lucas is a, a major writer and producer, wrote Star Wars and some of these other things and, and out in the theater and in the Hollywood world. And of course, we don't aspire to any of these people. We don't, we don't put too much on it. But uh, children of darkness are all the time more wise than children of light. But uh, many of you know the actor Harrison Ford. And uh, Harrison Ford bumped into George Lucas while working as a carpenter and was asked to read some lines. And when he got through reading the lines the way that George Lucas wanted a person to read the lines, <laughs> this gentleman by the name of Harrison Ford got one of the leading roles as Han Solo in the 1980s hit Star Wars. Y'all, he's hammering and building a step one day. And he came into a moment. Are y'all getting this? It, it, can somebody say opportunity? Yeah, it, 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 it was just, it was just uh, a moment. You, you all love the movie Passion of the Christ, and, and, and I think that movie was well written. And, and I like how they showed Jesus being gory and bloody and, and all those kinds of good things. Well, well, well Mel Gibson, the, the, the actor, uh, a, a man, uh, was years ago going to support his sister who was trying to get a role as an actress on a set. He didn't go for himself. We're going to learn something tonight. He went to support his sister. The director caught his eyes and thought he had the look that they was looking for. He starred in a major movie, and the rest is history, all because he was able to capture a moment. Ask your neighbor, who you helping? <laughs> Yeah, who you helping? He called a moment. Yo, I'm almost through, but Susan, at least in the introduction, a young lady by the name of Susan Washinsky, amen, uh, decided one day that she was going to allow two young men to use her garage. <laughs> she was going to let them use her garage to work on some computer programs Amen, because they needed space and obviously didn't have the money for rent. And those two young men, one was by the name of Larry Page, amen. Anybody ever heard of Google and, and Alphabet? And she let these young men use her garage for years. They, ultimately, they took her on as an employee, put her over marketing. But watch this, it didn't start there because she honored them by letting them use her garage. She climbed the ranks and y'all, over time, this lady, Susan, ended up becoming the CEO of this little company that Google acquired by the name of, I think we're streaming on it, YouTube. She became the CEO of YouTube, and today, this lady by the name of Susan, who understood whose presence she was in, amen, today is worth $730 million. Not even a full quarter, almost over a full quarter away from a billionaire. Are you all in here? All because she was able to capture a moment. And man of God, that's why I'm excited to be preaching in this conference. That's why I really do feel like I'm in the NRG Center right now. That's why, I mean, the echo is just the same. The air is too. 
Y'all hear work, amen? And so I kind of feel like I'm already in the downtown center, amen, that the man of God is going to be filling up, amen, with kingdom conferences. I already feel like I'm in the San Antonio Convention Center. I already feel like I'm in Galveston and every other place he's going to take because I understand how to recognize a moment. And when he goes up, come on, somebody, how many of y'all know? I'm going up too, so I'm going to honor this. Everybody say, it's just a moment. It's all about how you respond to a moment. Are y'all still here? Can we talk a little bit more about the secular world? Are you enjoying this introduction? Because I'm sure enjoy teaching it tonight. In the secular world, Gina, amen. Let's understand just how many pivotal moments, even in the sports world, happen every single year. Back in 1984, and some of us were kids back then, amen, but uh, there was an NBA draft. And in the NBA draft, amen, there were some young men coming out of the league, and we're going to have some fun with teaching tonight. And if I say some names and you recognize these young men, I'm going to call out too. I just want you to raise your right hand. Is there anybody in here? Come on, we in Houston tonight. You ever heard of Hakeem Elijah One? Anybody? Amen. Yeah, Star Center. All right. Few of y'all never heard of him. Amen. But a good portion, at least 70% of the crowd, if you're watching online, just raise their hand. He was an excellent center. Amen. Anybody in the room ever heard of another center by the name of Sam Bowie? Sam Bowie. Yeah, the older guys have heard of him a little bit. But that was about 30% of the room. All right. But how many people in the room tonight ever heard of a man by the name of Michael Jordan? Anybody in the room heard of Michael Jordan? Now, that was the whole room. Whole room on that point. What's your point, Pastor Dave? Hakeem Olajuwon and Sam Bowie all got drafted ahead of Michael Jordan. Do you think Chicago recognized their moment? <laughs> now, Hakeem was great. He was a great center. In fact, he helped Houston. He, he turned it out down here in Houston. He was a great center for y'all. But guys, there is still to this day, when you talk about the GOAT, there is nobody. You say what you want about Kobe, LeBron, you call him, whoever's name you want to call. There is still to this day nobody who played b-ball the way Michael Jordan played businessman par excellence, turned Chicago upside down. And I wonder how much money he made not only the team, but the city and the industry. Are you all in here? All because some scout was able to recognize a person and recognize a moment. We can ready to go somewhere tonight. The whole concept of recognizing a moment is recognizing who God has given you exposure to, which really does link you to your ultimate opportunities in the here and now and your opportunities in life. If Amen. God has connected you to a man with a vision, and his vision is essential to the kingdom of God. What does that mean about your vision? What it ultimately means is, is if you get Michael Jordan on your team, when he rises and he takes the world by storm, somebody say amen, and you let him be the star player, how many of y'all know you can sell your icy pops in the auditorium and make your millions too? Do I have any help in here? If I recognize my opportunity and who God has placed me with, how many of y'all know if I got a journal book business, come on, when I'm packing out auditoriums and I got to end with Kenneth Copeland, I wish I had some help in here. I 
just got $40,000 worth of sales in one night because I recognize a person and I recognize a moment. Are y'all still here tonight? So let's practice a new phrase because quite frankly, the phrase of the night in this whole concept of a moment, amen, is these three words, here am I. Everybody try that. Somebody say, here am I. Come on, say it again. Here am I. Now, if you like me, I love to study phrases and words in the Bible, and I got this Blue Letter Bible app, and uh, when I do my word mining, amen, sometimes the Holy Spirit will raise up a word or a phrase, and he did that for me while I was preparing for your conference, and I believe that's my assignment tonight, to help you to understand this concept of hearing I, because the more hearing eyes you, amen, become accustomed to under the banner of opportunities, amen, the more apt you're going to be blessed. Are you all still here tonight? The more apt you're going to be to receive all that God wants you to have. Here am I is a phrase that means, Lord, here I am, whatever you're saying, whatever you want me to do, however you want me to move, whoever you want me to follow, however you want me to help fulfill his vision, I'm willing to do it, God, because I understand that if I say yes to you, you are in turn saying yes to every godly desire that I would ever have in my life, saying yes to you means single people that I'm really going to get married. Saying yes to you means business owners that I'm really going to have a multi-million dollar company. Saying yes to you, come on somebody, means that every dream, every vision, every desire of my heart is going to come to pass because I recognize you and I recognize this moment. Do you know where you really are tonight? Do we really understand where God has placed us in this moment in time? You know, e Ephesians 2 and 10 talks about how God has prearranged and made us ready to live the good life. Are y'all still here? There's some things he, he just went ahead of you that he set up. What was he prearranging? He was prearranging moments. Amen. To the contractor, he was prearranging a moment when he opened up a door for you to work on this ministry and be exposed to this pastor. And in turn, amen, you would be coming to a marriage seminar. You'd be doing this and you'd be doing that. And it's a time and chance. It's a space that happens to them all. Everybody, guys, gets what we call a moment. And a moment, and I'm loving this tonight, is an opportunity that if you get in it, and not only getting it, but getting it right, Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you're going to do what? Eat off the good of the land. Write this down in your notes. Everybody say, here am I. Yeah, write that phrase down, here am I. Let's just go through folk who understood their moment in Scripture. We'll just pick three tonight, and we're going to connect it back to the vision. But let's look at at least three folk in Scripture that understood this concept of here, and not, here am I and understand how it propelled their life. Isaiah 6 and 8, amen. The Bible says it so well, amen, that Isaiah said it, man of God. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, watch this, y'all. Whom shall I send? Everybody say proposition. <laughs> Come on, who will launch a church in Charlotte, North Carolina? Who will launch a ministry, a movement in Houston, Texas? Who will I send? Amen. This lets you into the heavenlies so you understand that God is a person 
who really does, even though he has prearranged it from the beginning, amen, but because people can miss God, he really does have conversations with himself. Now, he knows who's going to fail. He knows who's going to get it right. He knows who's going to make it. Let's not get out of bounds with our theology. But he lets us in a little bit on the conversation with the prophet. And he says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who's talking tonight, y'all? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord said this. The Lord said, who can I send? And who will go for us? But Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. Everybody say he captured his moment. Now, because he captured his moment, amen, he is still the most prolific writer of the Old Testament in that he is still written, amen, as the biggest uh, 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 prophetic book of the Old Testament. Is his name still great even today? But his name is still great because he said, here am I, send me. If he did not say, here am I, send me in Isaiah 6 and 8, his lineage, his amen legacy, rather, would have stopped right then. <laughs> and the book of Isaiah would have been called something else. Are y'all getting this revelation tonight? Somebody say, here am I. What about you, Brother Samuel, over in Samuel chapter 3, 1 Samuel 3 and 6? Can we just play with here am I a little bit tonight? Because I'm going to help us help the vision of the ministry, but I'm going to help you also help your vision tonight. Over in 1 Samuel 3 and 6, the Bible said, and the Lord called yet again. I wonder how many people tonight the Lord has to call yet again. Now, he called Samuel yet again because at first Samuel didn't know his voice. When you're in your training season, God will extend grace for you when he has to call you yet again because you don't know his voice yet. Isn't that right? But some of us more senior people in the room, how many times is the Lord going to call us for the same thing? How many times is the Lord going to say yet again, I ask you to do this, yet again, I ask you to do that? Well, once Samuel, though, learned the voice of the Lord, man of God, the Bible said the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, what did he say to the man of God? Do y'all see that in your Bible? Here am I. And ironically, God spoke to him, but God spoke to him through a man. Sometimes you're going to get your instruction, you're going to get your moment, you're going to get your call through a man, you're going to get your call through your pastor, and it's going to be your moment in time, amen, to say, Rashid, here am I. Jesus to say, here am I. Yeah, I'm your God, Pat, I can do this. Here am I. Come on, somebody. Come on, I, I, I want a, a 11 seats outside mounted to the concrete by Sunday service. Come on, can you find anybody in Houston to get it done? Come on, even if you don't know a contractor, but you know this is your moment, what should your answer be? Here am I. I'll stay on Google till I find the right guy. I'll stay up all night long. I'll do anything I got to do because I understand that this is my moment. Are you all still here? So he says, here am I, nephew. But it doesn't stop there, amen, because the question becomes, how do you activate your purpose? And the easy answer is, you fulfill someone else's. Over in Exodus chapter 3, and this time let's read four quick verses. And man, we're going to have some time tonight. Are you ready to make more money? Are you ready to have more favor in your life? 
Amen. Do you know that, that Noah found favor in Genesis chapter 6? But why did he find favor? Because he recognized his moment. He recognized his opportunity. I need somebody to build an ark. I need somebody, amen, to be the precedent, amen, to save mankind. It is your destiny to be able to plant mankind in the earth realm again, Noah. This is your moment. Will you take me up on it? And how many of y'all know I bet he's glad he did it? Isn't that right tonight? How many of you know if you'll take God up on his stuff, it'll save your life? Isn't that right? Amen. If you'll take God up on his call over your life, it'll keep your family. Isn't that right? Sometimes I need to serve in church so that my family will stay right. I want to stay at this ministry so that my wife will keep her mind right, so that my kids will act right. They need this ministry. So, Pastor, if you need me to be a man on the wall, I can do that. Lord, if you need me, whatever, wherever, however, you, here am I. I send me, I'll go. Can we just teach this a little bit tonight? Over in Exodus chapter 3. Come on, y'all, let's work a little bit. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, let the word do the work. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So how do you activate your purpose? Amen. You activate your purpose by fulfilling somebody else's purpose. Over in Exodus chapter 3, amen, this is Moses, amen, yet another man who answered right, amen, who was captivated in his purpose by a burning bush. The Bible says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian, whose vision was Moses serving? Jethro, his what? Father-in-law. Was Moses tending his own vision only? No, the Bible says Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father. Y'all, this is so revelatory. What's so amazing about Moses, his life, and his story is if you trace him right, there's a point in his life when he's serving Jethro's vision, but pretty soon, guess what? Jethro is serving his vision. Come on. Are y'all in the room tonight? Can you even conceptualize who you might be in the future? Do you know Mark Zuckerberg hired his amen professors? <laughs> the people that was teaching him? Yeah, he, can't, he dropped out of school and hired all his technology professors to work for Facebook. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? Can you conceptualize who you really can be in the future? Faith for the vision. What is your vision of who God has made you, who you could be, how big you can be in this world? But how do you get there? By tending to the flock of Jethro, by tending to the duties of KCOH. He was tending to the flock, the priest of the Midian, and he led the flock back uh, uh, on the back of the desert and came to Horoth, the mountain of God. Now, this is where it gets rich. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behind and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Everybody say supernatural. Now, there will be supernatural events to confirm your moment. Somebody's visiting tonight. There will be supernatural events to confirm that this just might be the right church for you. Isn't that right? Amen. Has Pastor Rondi ever given anybody in the room a word of knowledge that just made you know you was in the right place? There will be supernatural events that will let you know that you are connected to the right man in the right moment. And so the Bible says that Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush does not burn. Everybody say, here's his moment. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside and looked, God called to him, last verse, from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, isn't that good? Won't God give you at least two shots? Yes. 
Hallelujah. Come on. He came to Samuel another time and another time, three times. This time he gives Moses another shot. Come on. He'll restart your, your tithes. He'll restart your finances. He'll get you back on track. The Lord called to him and said, Moses, Moses. And what did he say, y'all? Same phrase. Here am I. How did Moses get his call? Moses got his call by serving someone else's call. Now, for some of you, it's not clicking yet because the world really, come on, has taught you how to be selfish. The world has really taught you how to be self-centered. <laughs> I, I told the church at 7 o'clock on Sunday, I said, do you guys understand how hard it would be to go to a drive of a hoop of a message and get a response off of telling people that God's getting ready to bless your neighbor real good? Pastor, try to hoop that one out. Do you all understand just how dead that Sunday morning hoop would be? Come on, couldn't you imagine it? Oh, lift your hands because God's getting ready to bless your neighbor real good. And people would be waiting for the punchline. When's he going to get to me? <laughs> That's good, but when he going to get to me? Isn't that right? But now you start saying some stuff like, tell your neighbor, amen, that uh, if you don't want yours, I'll take yours and mine too. Woo! That's right up my alley, right? So you can't conceptualize serving somebody else's vision because this is the spirit of the last days. The last days told us men would be unthankful. The last days that men would be, yes, same passage, lovers of themselves. That's why it's so hard for you to win people and you ought to take authority over that spirit, amen, and put that devil down and let that devil know that you're going to maximize your moment, you're going to do the will of the Father for a church that's going to be having conferences in the NRG Center. You want to get on board right now. You want to be counted amongst them that's going to be seen as a founding member and really useful for the kingdom. And if it were me, I would maximize this moment. Somebody say amen to this. I would be outstanding. I would stand out. I would be so demonstrating of what this opportunity really, really means. Single sisters, do you know that every day is an opportunity for you to not wear hair rollers when you go to the grocery store? Why? Because you might get there and your opportunity for Mr. Right might be on aisle nine. But depending on how you carry yourself, come on, guys. We're going to get some help in the room tonight. Depending on your disposition, depending on how you see that day, the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. Well, if it's the day the Lord has made, that means that he daily loads us with benefits, and there is something in this day the Lord has assigned for me, so why don't I just get my mouth ready for it? Somebody say amen. Why don't I get my mind ready for it? Somebody say amen. Why don't I get my faith ready for it and dress like I'm about to be picked? Somebody say amen. Man, we was receiving the offering tonight. I'm telling you how anointed your pastor is, my brother. And it's just so profound. And in the truth, guys, I did not have any money I had to pay back tonight. Amen. But the revelation was so profound, and I just wanted to get in on it. I just wanted to sow some seeds. So, you know, I'm sitting down, and, and, and you know, we all oftentimes stay connected. And so my iPad and, and phone is connected. So, you know, you get a flash. It can come through and all that kind of good stuff. Well, man of God, you raising an offering. Everybody say it's a moment. And uh, right when, amen, I start deciding, Gina, 
what I'm going to give, uh, amen, tonight, which was a $1,000, amen. I, I, I got peace with that seed tonight. And I'm getting ready, amen, to, to write that. And as soon as I determine that I'm going to give $1,000, y'all, this is amazing, like clockwork. One of my business investments sent, amen, a notification through on my tablet phone that showed me that I just earned $5,000. I guess the pastor wasn't wrong. But here's my question, Rashid. If God said 1,000 and I was just going to do 250, because after all, these offerings don't matter that much. It's just one more offering. Amen. Would that notification have come through in that moment? <laughs> or would I have, is this good tonight, nephew? Would I have missed a moment? And this is the thing about opportunities. Come on, Revelation Knowledge. One of the things about opportunities is, is when you miss a moment or you miss an opportunity, sometimes it's the mercy of God that you don't even know what you just missed. Right. In other words, like God says do this, but you don't do it, but you miss the harvest that was going to come off of it. But to, the, to God's mercy over your life, he doesn't even show you what you would have gotten. Come on, guys. Anybody else have $5,000 investment payoff tonight while you was in church? But what was that, man of God? All that was was a moment. Y'all, I know this lesson is right tonight. Yeah. It was a moment. It's a moment. It's all about what you do with a moment. It's about whether or not you're going to draft Michael Jordan or are you going to go with Mr. Sam Bowie. Now, I love Sam Bowie, but amen. You talk about a name being great, incompatible. He did good. But who are you going to be with? What moment are you going to be in? Come on, KCC. Do you despise the day of a small beginning? Or are you looking at this like an opportunity of a lifetime? My God, look at what we are about to do in the city of Houston and abroad. Can we push back against lethargy? Somebody give God great praise for what's about to happen in the life of this ministry. No, I said give him great praise, not not a loose praise. Give them great glory for what you know God is going to manifest. Because, guys, all it was was a moment. Everybody say opportunity. Come on, you know this by heart. Don't turn there. But the Bible says in Ezekiel 22 that God said, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, but I couldn't, I couldn't find one. God couldn't find one. And if I found that man, what do you think he would have done for that man? Bless them what? Real good. <laughs> in the book of Esther, in Esther chapter 4, this is so rich tonight, guys. You know, Mordecai tells Esther, he said, who knows, maybe deliverance will come from a, another place. But what was that for her? It was her moment. Now, this is what's significant about that storyline. She already passed one moment to get in the palace. So she is the queen. She has arrived to a wealthy place. However, even when God starts blessing us, we still got to keep saying yes to every follow-up moment to keep our crown and be birthed into another level in God. Are you all still here tonight? 
I want you to know, y'all, that you have not seen the best of Pastor Gabe Rogers, man. Oh, my God. You stick around and watch me when I'm 60 and 70 and 80. Oh, God. Oh, just a resounding success, just the hugeness, the bigness, just all that God would have done by that time. Because I decided, Nisa, that every moment, every opportunity he bring my way, I'm going to take him up on it. Because it's a moment to enhance what God has in store for you for your future. Everybody say, don't miss it. If you can't figure it out, that's what I'm teaching tonight. Amen. Being in the right place at the right time also means that you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And being in the wrong place is always being there at the wrong time. Somebody say, we're going to become sensitive to God. So there are three things that will set you up to maximize your opportunities. Y'all, then we're not going to overdo it tonight. We're going to wrap up. Three things that will set you up to maximize your opportunities. And I want you to write this down and then I want to teach it. Number one, mentorship. Come on. Number two, obedience. And number three, persistence. Now that model is a push, play, and repeat button in the life of a believer. You push play and repeat on mentorship, obedience, and persistence, and you're going to keep winning. You, Michael Jordan, you get drafted in the league, and you all, some of us will remember, those were during the days of Larry Bird and Robert Pierce, and the Bulls just couldn't beat them. Yeah. <laughs> they could not. They, they were not good back then. Michael Jordan was good, but the team was not good. But what did he do? He remained coachable. He was already amazing, but he remained coachable. He just got better and better. Then they put the right tools around him. He got better and better. At first, he was not packing the stadium out. Are y'all here tonight? At first, he was not winning on that level. They weren't even always making the playoffs. And if they did, they would oftentimes get in in the A spot. Are y'all still here tonight? But he just kept on doing the same thing. And over time, a Phil Jackson came in his life. Come on, leaders. Amen. He doesn't always have to know how to play the drums. He doesn't always have to know how to do this, how to do that. But he does know what success sounds like. It's just good tonight. And if you just listen to somebody that knows what success looks like and sounds like, we call that mentorship. Amen. Over time, that mentorship, obedience to God, and your individual persistence in what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be is going to make you highly successful, amen, in your life. And each round is going to go higher and higher. Can we walk through this a little bit tonight? Because this is faith for the vision, is it not? So let's just look at some Bible to really roll this thing out. Amen. Proverbs 28 and 20 says it so well. It says a faithful man will abound with blessings. Are y'all still here? The Bible says a faithful man will what? Abound with blessings. So can I ask you a question tonight? What are you being faithful over relative to your opportunity? We start talking about the way that you come into your moment, come into your own, is serving a man's vision, and we showed you that with Moses tonight. Did y'all get that revelation? But man of God, Ephesians 6 and 8 says it so well. You know it by heart, church. Whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord. What you make happen for somebody else, hey, guys, God is going to make happen for you. You pushing the vision of a legitimate vision, and by doing so, guess what God's going to do? He's going to push your vision. Now, for many, amen, my teaching tonight may be like Charlie Brown's teaching. 
It may be wah, 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 wah. But you need to understand that at some point in your life, you are going to come back to these principles that I'm delivering tonight because in God, these are the only ways up. He, ha- he doesn't have another channel to get there. You're not going to get there by yourself. You're not going to get there just because you were a genius. You're not going to get there just because you could shoot real good. You're not going to get there because you were so talented, because you were so amazing. You are really going to become who you are in God by learning the gift of the sons of Issachar, by being able to discern timing in space, being able to discern what God is saying, when he is saying it, who you should be with, mentorship, obedience, and what? Persistence. I thank God for his mentorship in my life. Mentorship obedience and push and play and repeat same same way same way same time same bad some of the old saints remember old batman same bad time same bad play yo same bad channel we're not changing channel we're doing the same thing we're running the same play and once you learn that system once you do it come on go to colossians 2 and 6 tonight i really want you all to see this once you learn that pattern you get in that pattern God is going to take you truly from glory to glory. That's what the Bible really, really means. Now, I love this. I've been preaching through this revelation back at home, and I want you all to get this tonight because it blessed me so good. All right. Then we're going to wrap up with the book of Acts. I'm almost done. The Bible says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. But we read that real fast. Because it doesn't just mean that just because you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, walk in it. That is a limited understanding of that scripture. That scripture actually means the same way that you receive Jesus. Use that same pattern to keep walking in him. Well, you could easily answer, how did you receive Jesus? Somebody led you to Christ in Romans 10, 9 through 12. You don't need to turn it tonight. You had to believe in your heart. You had to speak with your mouth. Isn't that right? You had to work that same pattern, that same system of faith, where you believe that you received something. And because you believe you received it, what did you start doing? You began to speak it. And over time, you manifested a better job. You believe that you received your healing, and you began to speak it. And over time, what started happening? Amen. You got the manifestation of your healing. You got the manifestation of whatever else. If you're single tonight, you got to work the same place, same system. Why did I just show you that revelation? Because God, come on moments, God is a God of patterns. He going to work the same system. How many times, and this isn't all the times it's mentioned in Scripture, How many times just tonight did we see the word, here am I? Isn't this rich tonight? Somebody said that's good. Yo, what did everybody who got used by God have to ultimately say? Here am I. (laughs) Same pattern, same play. The same way he gets people saved is the same way he gets people healed. 
Same way he gives people healed is the same way he gives people rich. Seed, time, and heart. Same methodology. Matthew 4.13. Same at Mark, rather, 4.13. Same methodology over time. Well, guys, in the realm of success for your vision is the same play, is the same pattern. If you will come under somebody that can enhance you and make you better and then keep obeying God just over time. Doing the same thing. I wish I had some help in the room tonight. Over time, guys, in a minute, persistence is going to turn into success. Don't agree with the world because the world said, amen, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. They lied to you. <laughs> it's good tonight, isn't it? And God, once you find out what to do, you do the same thing. Oh, oh somebody going to get with me tonight. You know why I sold another $1,000 tonight? Because I found, amen, a good reservoir. It's perking over here. I get good harvest over here. So you know what I do? I do the same thing over and over again. And before I can get out of the church service, I already start harvesting. What's the revelation of success then? What's the revelation of opportunity? I see some of y'all smiling. If you're being blessed tonight, come on. My love language is words of affirmation. Give God glory. If this is really helping somebody, I just want to make sure you're being helped tonight because I'm sure enjoying myself. Oh, Jesus. This is so good. Boy, if you would just get in the trenches of just really saying, now, Father, you know what? I'm just going to run the same play. Devil, you can't get me off track. You can't make me get stupid now. You can't. I don't care what's in the atmosphere. I'm not going to get off on some evil desires. I'm not going to get off on some fornication. I'm not going to get off on some dishonor. I'm not going to let the devil turn my heart. I'm not going to get slack at my job. I'm going to stop being so tired all the time when it comes to the kingdom of God. And as a result, so I'm going to run the same play, and my God, I'm going to outlast this season, and God is getting ready to blow my mind. Is anybody in the room tonight? No, don't despise where you are right now in church, because God said it in his holy word. The Bible says he rejoices to see the work begin. Good God Almighty. God gets happy about this? You mean tell me God gets happy about this, and I'm going to be sad about it? Man of God, let's just conceptualize the mindset Noah had to be building an ark. <laughs> I'm not teaching you anything. I'm just discussing this with my pastor. To be building an ark in a time when folk just weren't responding. What, where, where his, what was his psychodynamic at that time? What, what had to be his mindset? Yet he understood, this is anointed, the opportunity. <laughs> he understood the moment. To be building something, amen, in a time where there had not even been rain yet. God telling you it's getting ready to rain, water welling up from the earth is supposed to happen, all these kinds of things, and this brother out here putting gopher wood together. Are you all in the room? But he does all of this because, amen, he was like Jeremiah. He was able to look past people. He was able to not look at the faces of everybody in his culture and his environment. He was willing and able to do what God said do despite what the culture was doing and what everybody else around him was doing. Amen. He was locked in to the moment that God had moved him into. Does anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? 
and I want to bless you real good, and your pastor could preach this much better than me because he's, he's more successful than me. But I just want you to know, y'all, you looking at some men tonight, man, that we really, amen, got the goods to prove what we're talking about. I'm talking about just being faithful over something. Come on. Just being willing to keep doing the same thing persistently and diligently. And what does God end up doing for you over time? He moves you to a place to where the revelation of, of, of Psalm 23, my sister, really comes alive. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Where there's not a thing in your life that you really got to want for. Well, how does that happen? Because you recognize moments and opportunities. Can I show you this mentorship thing, y'all? Are y'all still here tonight? Can we run the play that's going to really work? Is that all right? Anybody in here, you want to really learn how to win? I said, does anybody want to really learn how to win? Somebody say amen. Mentorship, somebody say obedience. If you be willing and obedient, what you going to eat off of? The good of the land. Let's look at it over in Acts chapter 8, and I'm done. I'm wrapping up, man. This is some good stuff tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Because I want to be all about, all about, amen, hopping to my opportunities. I want to overcome anything that would try to stop me from getting all that God has in store for me. Now, this was a young brother over in Acts chapter 8. We don't got to go through the whole theology. But he was this young Ethiopian and uh you know, he was just on fire and excited, and he bumped into Brother Philip, amen, who, who, who God had given him a moment with and had brought him into his life. But I love something he says, and I hope the light turns on for you just like it did for me. Over in Acts chapter 8, the Bible says it so well, and verse number 30, that Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Everybody say he was trying. <laughs> and he said to him, do you understand what you're reading? That's pushing us into tomorrow night proficiency. He said, do you understand what you're reading? What is this brother doing, Philip, for the young Ethiopian? He's giving him an opportunity to get in the mop model of mentorship, opportunity, amen, or rather obedience, amen, and to be propelled into his future because of his persistent faithfulness. Is he not trying to help him out? So he said, do you understand what you're reading? And look at this right here, and this is so good, verse number 31. And he said, that is the young Ethiopian, how can I unless someone guides me? Good God Almighty. How can I become all that God has called me to be unless I find somebody who can guide me. Somebody say mentorship. mentorship. Until I find somebody who can really help me to become who God has called me to be. How can I become that until I find somebody to guide me? Now, let's talk a little bit, people. That's why the enemy makes you tie your pastor up we're 18 counseling sessions over the same issue because he wants you to resist the guidance. Instead of submitting to the guidance that once you submit to it, it's going to bless your natural life. 
Once you just say, man, here, I'm all in, let's go. All right, this is what we're doing. Great, coach me. Tell, what's next? What God tell you? All right, that's what I want to know. So guys, think about it. How long does it take somebody just to join the right church? And by the time they join the church, how much did they miss in six months of not listening and not adhering to the guidance that God was trying to get to them? We want success, but we don't want the ingredients that really get us there. <laughs> we want to be huge. We want to be big. But we forget that everybody who is huge and big, Sister Laundry, they had some guidance. They had some obedience. And they had some, am I doing okay tonight? Is this a good teaching? So he said, how can I get there? How can I understand this Bible? How can I understand Isaiah unless I have someone to do what, class? Unless I have someone to guide me. And he asked Philip to come up and to sit with him. Do you all see that tonight? He asked Philip to come up and to sit with him. Now, as a result of him getting this guidance, as a result of him submitting to this mentorship and being obedient to God and, and coming into salvation and all these kinds of things, amen, he is being organically set up for a moment that he was looking for. And we see this happen in verse number 36, and I'm wrapping up. The Bible says, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And I love this phrase. The eunuch said, see, here is water. Metaphorically, that means, see, here is my opportunity. Here is the thing I've been preparing for. Here is the thing that I've been looking forward to. Somebody say amen to that. And notice his question. What hinders me from being baptized? We're going to teach that revelation and I'm done. What hinders me from being baptized is very much, amen, a phrase that all of us in this room should be asking ourselves today. And I'm not talking about water baptism. Are you all still with me? I am talking about what hinders me from being baptized to the next level. What stops me from coming into who God has called me to be? What hinders me from the opportunity of the lifetime? What is that thing that is locking me down to where I am right now? And I 100% guarantee that the thing that is hindering you, if you're being hindered right now, will fall in one of those three categories. You lack mentorship, you lack obedience to God, or you lack persistence. Is this good to me? That's the revelation, y'all, of an opportunity. Just my willingness, amen, to prepare, have somebody teach me Jesus, which is what Philip did. Teach me Isaiah. Teach me who I am in God. Teach me what I should be doing right now to prepare for marriage, to prepare for this business to explode. Guys, this is so good. Just our responses to somebody that can enhance our lives. He preached it some years ago, talked about reactions. Y'all remember that? Just our reactions, just, just how fast we're willing to say, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, we can do that. You want 11 chairs? You said you wanted to mount it in the concrete by Sunday? And, 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 and uh, you got any color you want? Is there any kind of boat that you think we should use? I mean, just our ability to just say that and say that quickly is the divine setup, now this is really important, for who and what we will become and have in our future. That's what opportunities is all about. 
I'm getting ready to wrap up. I thank God for the opportunities of being exposure, exposed to my brother down through the years. Because he says all day long about how there's no way he'd be in this building and all that kind of good stuff. Guys, I always tell him, for, for his one, if I helped him with any one thing, there are ten things he helped me with. Are you all getting me? And we got to get to that point to where we really start praising God for the people and the men that God exposes us to and the places and spaces he puts us in and our willingness, amen, to adhere to that and appreciate that is what's going to move us on to the next level. Amen. I could talk about pastor all night long in the impact that he's played in my life over the last 20 plus years. Are you all getting this? Even tonight is impactful. I'm enjoying this. Isn't this right? Amen. This is the groundbreaking for so much that's to come. Isn't this good? Amen. I'm so glad I took advantage, amen, of a Pastor Gould. You all have a, a Pastor Robin Gould wall back there, you know, and your pastor really connected us. But I'm so glad I took advantage of, of having Pastor Gould preach something like eight years in a row, sometimes twice a year at my church. Is anybody capturing what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. What does that do for you and for your future? Nephew, is this all right tonight? What, what's the divine setup, Nessa? What is God doing when he exposes you to a lady long and, and, and you and your make it season and like, can you just give me a lesson every week? I just, whatever it is, that model, can you just please just show me? Show me my area, show me my place. He talks about my place of the wall, my division. And so I can get in it and be so diligent and persistent and work my way into a whole new role. Y'all, we call that opportunity. You know, I don't take anything lightly. I've never taught, taken a preaching assignment lightly. I don't take this one lightly tonight, number one, because it's not light. This is a great opportunity. But I still remember one of the first messages I preached out of state was at a little church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a family member or something had allowed me to preach. And I just remember putting my whole heart into that moment. Just, just like, wow, what does this mean, man? God, you, you've allowed me the opportunity to pre preach in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What does that mean for my future? And for me now, literally, that's like 25 years ago when that happened. But ultimately, guys, what was God training me for? What, what, what is God trying to get to Gabe Rogers in that moment? And how serious will you take it? What will you do about it? What will you put into it? <laughs> Isn't this good tonight? How will you maximize your moments? It's moments and opportunities, y'all. And that's the revelation of climbing in your vision. That's what's going to make your business explode. That's going to make you have more money than you can count. I boast only in the Lord, and he's right. I wasn't always here, but I want you to know, guys, yo, it has begun. I'm telling you, we under it now. We under an open heaven, favor of God, just gushing. It's coming, baby. It's happening all the time. God's goodness in your life. Are you all listening to me? Amen. Money just finds you. Amen. You're just responding often. And I, and I, and I, I connected to that, too. I believe that that was a meaningful offer. I believe just tapping into that anointing, just understanding what's in the atmosphere right now. He starts talking about my income is doubling when he's exhorting in the worship. Did anybody hear that? This is happening. That is happening. Is that just like to tickle our ears or, or does anybody really believe that? 
that your income is, is doubling. It's doubling. Things are going up, up, up. Somebody say amen. It's getting better and better. My time is up. God is favoring us. We are under a great open heaven. We are in a prophetic time, amen, where the world is off the hook. The world is going crazy. But amen, God told Ezekiel, I'm going to make you as hard as them. And, and, and that is the equivalent of God saying, yes, the world is a mess, but I'm going to give you all the tools and resources, all the money you need. Isn't that right? Everything you need to get my vision done. And in the midst of that, I'm going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Somebody shout hallelujah about hallelujah. that. That's the revelation right there. What will I do with my moment? I close with this. I was driving in tonight and thank Pastor for allowing Brother Pat to drive me. This is it. And uh, I, I passed the Family Dollar Store. And, uh, man, it just made me just, just have a moment of, of just thought on how, how big Mr. Levine was. Now, many of you probably know this by now, but the founder of Home Depot, amen, he just died a few years ago, but, uh, or Family Dollar, not Home Depot. Mr. Levine was from Charlotte, North Carolina. He started his first store in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, with about $3,000, amen, and he would sell stuff at a dollar or two apiece because he saw an opportunity. He recognized a moment. Are you all still here? Well, some years later, amen, uh, 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 he was approached to go public, and he went public the same year that Walmart went public, right? <laughs> and he just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing, amen. And uh, uh, over time, he determined that he was just going to go ahead and sell the business, amen. He started the business with $3,000. Can you recognize your moment? But when he sold the business, he sold it at $74 a share, which would equal, amen, a keep of 8 billion dollars eight billion dollars all because he recognized a moment i got members in my church who went to school you all know minister reggie went to school on the levine scholarship that's how he got his degree on the levine do you see the reach though they may never know do you see the reach of of recognizing your moment? You see why we don't despise what we do? Do you understand who's gonna click on our YouTube in years to come? You know, amen, if we can't get wonderment in our churches, at least we can get it online. Mm -hmm. Somebody gonna say, who, well, who's that? Yeah, I wanna learn it, whoa. Give me his other series. Give me his other tapes. All because you recognize, you recognize a moment. Amen. During COVID, <clears throat> one of those times when we were having church and we never closed our churches, amen, either one of the kingdom churches, we had church some way, somehow, outside or something like that. This may have been a night service or something, and I forgot what was in the air, and they just changed the mandate or something like that. And Spirit of wisdom came on us on what to do next, and I kept consoling with my mentors, amen, and it was good, amen. And uh, so this particular time, I don't know if it was a night service or what it was, amen, I collapsed my service to a, a YouTube or a, a, a Zoom, it was a Zoom actually. And there were really like something like hundreds probably of people that joined me on the Zoom. And I got on my upright piano and I determined that I was gonna serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody say, this is a moment. I was gonna serve the Lord with gladness and play that piano as unto the Lord. And then I was gonna preach that word just like I was in my sanctuary. Now a week earlier, amen, I had determined that I wanted a new porch on the Grace House because we had designed our home for unwed moms without a porch. 
But I determined that I wanted to expand that vision, and that porch cost us thousands, not 10, not 20, keep going, not 30, thousands of dollars to do that porch. That invoice was going to be coming in. That money was not in the ministry yet, but I just knew that God had condoned me getting this porch done because I thought it'd be good for the ladies to be rocking their babies on the porch. And uh, so I just kept serving the Lord with gladness. A week later, man of God, I'm playing on this Zoom, and I'm getting ready to minister the word of God. And when you're doing Zooms to the general public, you don't always know who's on your Zoom. And so this uh, 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 precious white lady signed on to my Zoom that, that fateful day. Amen. And um, I didn't know where that money was going to come from. But about a week later, everybody said it was a moment. Now, I, I could have closed church that day and just said, everybody rest and don't worry about the assignment. Everything be fine. But people enjoyed me playing that piano and studying the Bible with them that day. And uh, Sister Tamisi, amen, about a week after that service, this precious lady, not a member of our church, partner though, uh, decided to call the ministry and say, I'd like to meet with Dr. Rogers, it's okay. She went, met with me and gave me to the T without me saying what the amount was, the exact dollar amount for that porch. Amen. Paid for the whole thing. Not 40000 not 50000 keep going. But what was that? It was a moment. It was an opportunity. Y'all, I'm closing. I love this. I don't know what oil gush I hit just by preaching with all my heart in Houston this week. I don't know what I just hit. I mean, I'm down in Texas. I may as well believe that I just hit in the spirit realm, I hit some oil by obeying God now. I don't know who's going to tap onto my brother's zone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who may have just heard me say something. I don't know how this thing works all the time. But I know the Bible says by many or by few. I know the Bible says that time and chance happening to them all. I know the Bible says that you can be in the right place at the right, at the right time. Can I close with a man of God story? Do you know the man of God years ago when he founded this ministry in the clubhouse? I still remember it. He decided to go ahead and worship in the school, and he invited a couple of his friends down to teach and preach at the church, great church. And uh, I'll never forget this story, and, and I kind of hope this person might be watching tonight, amen. But um, the man of God said, if you come back this afternoon, we're going to give away a car. Paisley's might remember that. Some of y'all might have been here back then. I don't know if Dwayne was there or not. But if, if you come back, I'm giving away a car. Is there any member that remembers that? Sister Alex remembers that. Oh, look at the hands in the room. They remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, Pastor Rogers. Yeah, he said he was going to give away a car. Now, this is where it got real good. Amen. He pointed to a lady that was out there and said, ma'am, do you need a car? Did you drive to church today? She said, I did not. I do need a car. Raise her hand. We came back to the afternoon service, and she did not make it. Do we understand just how ludicrous the human psyche can be? Do you know the devil can talk you out of a... Now, how do you draft Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan? Anybody got Sam Bowie sneakers? Anybody? He got a swoop. No offense to Mr. Bowie if you're watching. But are y'all getting this revelation tonight? 
We got to get better. I'm closing, man, of God, of recognizing our moments. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's pray. Let's pray that out. Will you play softly, please? I'm going to turn it over to the man of God. If you're in here tonight, you don't know Jesus as Lord, come on down. Come on, get to know him. I don't know. I don't know what just happened tonight, but I prophesy something real good has occurred for everybody that was obedient and in place. Amen. Will you believe that tonight? I believe that. I believe something great is occurring in my life right now. I don't know who might be looking at what. I don't know. I don't know who's examining something back at home. I don't know who's pulling the grace house up online as I speak. I don't know who just saw my broadcast today. I don't know every facet. But all I know is, Alondria, right now I'm obeying God. And I'm in the right place at the right time. And he's going to bless me because of it. If you're here tonight you don't know Jesus as Lord, I want you to come on down. Amen. If you're here tonight and you want to get stronger in discernment, now that's the prayer right there, and recognizing your moments. Can I do that altar call tonight? If that's you, I see hands flying in the room. I want you to come on down. I want to do corporate prayer tonight. Man of God, I will not be much longer, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Amen. You minister. Amen. Our Lord leads you tonight. But Pastor Rogers, I want to have stronger discernment to recognize my moments. Amen. Amen. You know, what, what if they want to turn over a company to me? What if, what, if, what if God tells me how to be a family dollar and, and, and my store is in Texas? <laughs> it's amazing. I pass his store in Texas. His store is in Texas. I wonder how far your stuff can go. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Oh, God. I wonder. I wonder how big you are in the future. Oh, man. Amen. I never know who I'm in the room with tonight. Your pastor has been in a room with some giants in all domains. This man has worked with Tyler Perry at, at, at levels. I, I heard Tyler Perry's pastor talk about how his tithe, this is so fascinating. And we do not exalt Tyler Perry because we don't believe in cross-dressing, do we? Yeah, let's just be clear on that. All right. But, but Tyler Perry's pastor said his, his, his tithe weekly is basically $80,000, and oftentimes he'll just drop an additional $2 million on the ministry. So if you make $80,000 uh, tithe uh, every week, you know, your basic fundamental salary is $800, just, just base. That don't account for special movies and royalties. And, and so sometimes he just, I heard his pastor say that. I know his pastor. I played the music for his pastor before. <laughs> Sometimes he comes and he just drops $2 million on us. Are you all in the room tonight? I heard him say that publicly, not in close quarters, just so you understand that. So who are you? <laughs> if these people can be this big and they're in sin and they're exalting wickedness, who are you in God? I can't wait till tomorrow night. Who are you? Who has God called you to be? And, and whose presence? has he placed you in your pastor my pastor my mentor my friend he is a coach <laughs> he brings people i call him the discipleship king from a to z and my god if you'll get up under that anointing just yes sir yep mm -hmm, yeah i can do that mm -hmm. oh yeah no i can do that oh that's easy is that what you're hearing is that what god told you you got to be trigger happy with your pastor. No, I believe you should leave that job. Hey, hold on. All right, you still there, pastor? Yeah, I just called him and told him I left. Now, what's next? What's next? I left. So you said leave that job and take this one? To me, see, did that bless your life? 
Has that ever helped you? Is that how you got married? Because he was able to just say, no, don't do that. Come on, church. Is this good teaching tonight? God's going to use the same clay. Come on, who made Joshua great? Moses. <laughs> Moses. Who made Elijah amazing? And by the way, if you study the Bible, basically, in many cases, all but did double the miracles of his mentor. Yeah. Read your Bible, guys. Study your Bible. Elijah, man, you calling down fire. I do stuff, too. I, I, Y'all, come on. Moses, you going you gonna to split? We love the Red Sea. We love Exodus 14. But have you heard about how Joshua split some waters up? Moses didn't win half the battles. Joshua won. But it's because Joshua knew how to follow what Moses said in a season of his life. Are you all in the room tonight? Mentorship, obedience, and persistence. Come on, lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, show us tonight who we are. 